Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello, I'm Simon Morris. They say be careful what you wish for, and this week I was reminded of that rather smug piece of advice when I looked down the list of the tasteful titles on offer at my local cinema. Hard to believe that a year or so ago, this was my heartfelt wish. No more great big subtle-as-a-flying-mallet blockbusters. I remember complaining regularly about all those films starring, I don't know, The Rock, or Tom Cruise, or Scarlett Johansson, or Sandra Bullock. Who needs them, I used to sneer. In three and a half weeks, the Met will be hosting its annual ball. And we are going to rob it. Not the ball itself. Oh, the neck of Daphne Kluger. Valued at over a hundred million dollars. Well, after nearly six months without plus-sized movies, I'm forced to admit I'm starting to miss them. I certainly miss what a big-budget spectacular can do. For instance, they can take you to another time and place, not just Pandora or a galaxy far, far away, but to the world of Shakespeare or Jane Austen. <laughs> you must go and visit him at once. A Mrs Bennet, a Miss Bennet, a Miss Bennet, and a Miss Bennet. <laughs> Do you dance, Mr Darcy? Not if I can help it. Not only are the costumes and sets of a film like Pride and Prejudice well beyond the budget of the little indie films on offer at the moment, but so is the acting talent. I love the extravagance of a film where the fifth Bennett sister was Kerry Mulligan. Remember impressive cast lists where everyone was a familiar face. Must be something big if the channel's here. You have a brother in the 2nd Battalion. Yes, sir. They're walking into a trap. Your orders are to deliver a message calling off tomorrow morning's attack. A film like 1917 could not only command the services of director Sam Mendes and cameraman Roger Deakins, but every bit part was a star, from Colin Firth at the start to Benedict Cumberbatch at the end. When did you last see that? And when did you last say to your movie date, wow, look at that? You could say, as I did, that the last couple of Avengers spectaculars took look at that to ridiculous extremes. A villain who killed half the universe, even if they mostly got better. But a script that dares to dream that big is usually entertaining to watch, if not always for the right reasons. Where's your head at? In the clouds. Where's yours? On my shoulders. About to show these boys how we do it. You ready? Higher, further, faster, baby. That's right. <laughs> When did we last see the equivalent of Wonder Woman travelling from prehistoric Greece to the trenches of World War One? It is our sacred duty to defend the world. And it's what I'm going to do. 
Okay, the little movies we've been watching for the past few months have been rather more sensitive and intelligent than the usual output of Hollywood's dream factories. But they weren't generally in the business of oohs and ahs, of melodrama or belly laughs. Say whatever the hell you want. The writer is king here at Capital Pictures. We're only interested in one thing. Can you tell a story, Bond? Can you make us laugh? Can you make us cry? Can you make us want to break out? Enjoy a song. Right now, I'd have no objection to a villain to boo, a couple to urge into a final clinch, a cluster of expert character actors providing the background laughs, and a reliable third-act car chase. Frankly, there's nothing wrong with the film business that a good $100 million movie won't put right. Boys, just stick with me. Yeah, we're a tight spot. Believe me, I got a plan. And I can get my wife back and we can get out of here. Okay, I'm with you fellas. Well, while we wait for the next production from the Coen brothers, Steven Spielberg, Catherine Bigelow, Stephen Frears, and why not, Taika Waititi, we can look at three films that are at least modest in their ambitions and tight in their execution. אנשים שואלים אותי איך כל כך הרבה הצלחות יצאו מדלתות המוסד הזה. מישהו הרי היה צריך להציף כאן סטנדרטים. תגידי, אין לך בושה. אין לך בושה. From Israel comes God of the Piano about the sometimes corrosive nature of music. And from Northern Ireland, two old themes, mothers and daughters and an unexpected pregnancy, get an unexpected lease on life in a bump along the way. Sore boobs, feeling sick. I didn't know better, I would say you were pregnant. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus, Sinead, I couldn't be pregnant. You and your wonky one? More like the menopause at our age. But first, a film aimed at a very specific audience. Endings, beginnings. I feel like I gotta talk to you about whatever. Frank, your relationship with him. The mm-hmm. I didn't know that you guys were friends. Okay. The best way to describe the audience for endings, beginnings is it's for people who can tell the difference between Jamie Dornan and Sebastian Stan. Irishman Dornan is best known as the spanking billionaire in Fifty Shades of Grey, while Stan was Bucky, Captain America's tortured buddy. I just started to feel pain listening to myself talk to you. No, that's because you're in the suffer zone. Is that what it is? That's what it is. Oh, dear God. I never had a suffer zone. <laughs> But they look, to the untutored eye, pretty much identical, and also rather like our heroine Daphne's recently dumped ex, Adrian. Daphne is played by Shailene Woodley, who you may remember from the TV series Big Little Lies. Adrian and I broke up. Like, I really thought that he was going to be the one. Maybe it's time to take a break. Take time alone. Having dumped Adrian for the unforgivable sin of not being the one, Daphne is encouraged to cut her social life back a bit by Kira Sedgwick, who's sadly never seen again. Treating this advice with the contempt it deserves, Daphne goes straight to a party where she meets Jack. Hi. Daphne? Yeah. yeah. Hi. Jack. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Owing to the fact that the light is rather dim pretty much throughout Endings Beginnings, I struggle to work out which one this was. But the Irish accent gives Jack away. He's Jamie Dornan, and immediately muted sparks fly. 
I'm in a place where all I want to do is travel the world and explore new cultures. I think that's what makes you amazing. You're great. You're great. Daphne's interest in travel and new cultures is a surprise. She's never shown any interest in anyone else up until now. Could Jack be the one, or is that singular role to be played by Jack's best friend, Frank? There's nothing I can do to make it all true. Frank's one of my oldest friends. He's the life and soul of every party. He's so fun. Got another one? Who are you hiding from? That's Frank, who's played, you've guessed it, by Sebastian Stan, a man with a nice line in chat-up. Though it's the sort of chat-up that makes neighbouring chaps wonder how he gets away with it. Clearly his superpower is the ability to say this sort of stuff with a straight face. Here's the thing. I love Jack. But i got to deal with the fact that now I know you. You're making me all crazy. I suspect that much of the dialogue between the constituent parts of our eternal triangle is improvised. I certainly see no evidence that the romantic interplay has had much prior thought put into it. I don't need to be a wedge in your friendship. It's going to be all right. But on the basis of these conversations, it seems Daphne can see competing attractions in these two that may elude anyone outside the endings-beginnings demographic. Jack, I deduce, is decent and reasonable, a safe pair of hands, if you like, though he's capable of putting the boot in when required. He's unreliable. He's volatile. He can be messy. He owes me money. But... I love him. On the other hand, Frank, this film has put absolutely no effort into the names of its characters. Anyway, Frank is fiery and unpredictable, the sort of person who'll dump a pet dog on you with no warning and then suddenly return to drag you off to bed. Anything else happened with you two that night? I'm tired of hurting people. I don't know how to stop. Endings Beginnings is the work of a writer-director spectacularly named Drake Doramus. Perhaps that's why he prefers more mundane names for his characters, who seems to specialise in romance for millennials. And the best description of this genre is it's like a ping-pong match, with Jack and Frank as the bats and Daphne as the ping-pong ball. You're going to forget me in a month, aren't you? What am I supposed to do with that? The fact that, to me at any rate, her two swains are as alike as two emperor penguins only confuses matters. But the fact is, female emperor penguins can tell the difference, so we can only hope Daphne finds her Mr. Right one. Let her have the last word with some typically well-thought-out philosophy. Everything might not be okay, but that's okay. Israeli filmmaker Itay Tal has made his debut as a writer, director and producer with a film called God of the Piano. Before that, he'd worked as a film editor. But this is a remarkably assured first movie set in the world of music and academia. 
עידן מנגן את כל היצירות שלך. כמה אתה? בן 12. יש מלחינים ספציפיים שאתה אוהב, עידן? רפאל בן ארי, ארתור כהן, באך, טביסי ושופן. לאט יותר. כאילו זאת הפעם הראשונה שאתה חושב על זה. Pianist Anat is a driven musician, driven by both a will to succeed, but also by her need to live up to the expectations of her famous father. Professor Arya Marom is the leading light of the top music academy in the country. How driven is she? Anat was actually playing a concert when her waters broke for the birth of her son. Annette's husband struggles to keep up with his wife's demands, particularly when the doctors who delivered baby Idan bring bad news. The baby is deaf, permanently or temporarily, they can't tell. Well, for a musician, this is devastating, but there's always hope. Where are you? I'm going And that unlikely hope pays off. Against all expectations, Annette's husband has already booked them into sign language classes, Idan suddenly regains his hearing. It's a miracle. No, me give us Lilim. Well, part of what drives Annette is the fact she's virtually the only woman in an all-male musical family. Aside from her demanding father, there's her brother, her uncles, and to one side, her non-musical husband, trying to give their child some balance in his life. But this doesn't fit with Annette's plans. Now that motherhood, she thinks, has robbed her of the chance to live up to her father's ever-increasing expectations, she puts all those ambitions onto her son. Young Idan seems to go along with it. Under his mother's tuition and encouragement, he becomes a very promising pianist. But promising isn't enough for Anat, and nor is it enough for her father, who tells her he won't give Idan any special preference when it comes to qualifying for the academy. Idan has to succeed on his own merits, but that's too risky for his mother. Anat coaches Idan in winning strategies, even buttering up celebrity pianists to endorse the boy in the weeks leading up to the Academy evaluation. The Academy isn't just for musicianship. It's almost famous for encouraging creativity, in particular, creativity in composition. And the professor takes pride in the standards he sets. There are two kinds of musicians, he warns his daughter and grandson. There are real composers and there are mere technicians. Who 
Music as a battleground is not unfamiliar ground, perhaps. We think of Amadeus, where the dull but worthy Salieri finds himself outshone by the God-given talent of the young Mozart. And then there's whiplash and the torture the sadistic teacher inflicts on his drum student. God of the Piano has elements of both films with added family politics, but its major strength is its punchiness and its brevity. עידן, יש לך אולי איזה קטע שאתה חיברת? כן, יש קטע, אבל הוא לא גמור. בואו נשמע מה שיש. The ending to God of the Piano when it comes is breathtaking because we didn't see it coming. And the little coda afterwards where Anat suddenly confronts a road not taken is all the more touching because it imagines a life where music isn't the sole consideration. You get the idea, this is the first time this has happened in her life. איך אתה תמיד אומר אריה? יש מלחינים ויש טכנאים. תמשיך לדאוג שמכאן יצאו המלחינים. Northern Irish actress and singer Brona Gallagher has had a busy career since she burst on the scene as one of the trio of gum-chewing backing singers in The Commitments. She's been the epitome of the colourful character actor in copious TV series, as well as films as diverse as Pulp Fiction, Star Wars and the upcoming David Copperfield. But it's rare she gets the starring role. Look, do you know what? Actually, I'm all right. I don't feel too great. Hey, don't flake at me now. No, 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 I'm grand. I'm definitely coming. Just don't feel like myself. It's our Chrissy's engagement party. First time Danny's meeting the Waynes. I'm nervous, Pam. I need you to back me up. Until now, the film is called A Bump Along the Way, one of those projects where the title almost counts as a spoiler. Bruno plays 40-something Pamela, though she prefers the Italian-sounding Paola when she's out on the pool. No, she just, she's just a cheeky wee bitch. She just gives out all day long. You know what it's like at that age. I suppose. There you go. Hearted threat. We meet Pam in the van of the considerably younger Barry of Barry's Heating Services. To be honest, he doesn't seem much of a catch. After, shall we say, love takes its course, he drops her off at the far end of her street, where the next day she has to face the wrath of her vegan teenage daughter, Allegra. Let's go back to your gaff. My daughter's there. Let's go to yours. I love with my man and dad. <laughs> You're just going to sit there hungover all day? Life is tough enough for Allegra. Not only is she stuck with the name Allegra, call me Ali, she says brightly, though no one ever does, but she has to accept that her mum is common as muck. And to prove it, mum's just got some alarming news. going to have a wee baby? At my age? What if there's something wrong with it? Oh, jeez, Pam, don't talk like that. There are definite advantages to having a baby at your age. One has more sense, more experience, and you are financially better off. Allegra is shocked, though Pam gets some support from her best friend, Sinead, and rather less help from the feckless Barry. Pam tries to explain the circumstances of Allegra's upcoming sibling, but Call Me Ali doesn't want to know. Who's the dad? You told me that you couldn't have any Waynes. I don't know him, darling. Stop. 
A bump along the way starts out as a light-hearted look at so-called geriatric pregnancy. The writer Tess McGowan was pregnant when she wrote it. But while Pamela is dealing with an unexpected literal bump, her daughter is running into quite a few figurative ones. So is this baby going to call your ma mommy or granny? Just because your life's a walking joke, don't try to make mine one too. Despite, or perhaps because, she's talented, hard-working and pretty, Allegra is being bullied at school. And like most teenagers in that situation, she tries to solve it by finding new friends and dumping her old ones. Reinventing yourself is almost impossible in a small town like Derry, where everyone knows your and your mother's business. Find a fellow your own age. Do you know that? You're in for two now. No, not You're an embarrassment. Allegra is played by the appealing Lola Pettigrew, for whom I'd love to predict future stardom, except I don't want to jinx her. My hit rate in the stardom prediction game has been fairly dismal. But she and Brona Gallagher are a delight together, rather like Saoirse Ronan and Laurie Metcalf in Greta Gerwig's Ladybird. And like that film, a bump along the way benefits enormously from being an almost entirely female-driven project. <laughs> No one's asking you to marry the fella. We need to talk. It was produced by Brona Gallagher's sister Louise. It was written, directed, edited and scored by women and the cast is predominantly women too. This isn't a story about finding Mr Right or sorting out Mr Wrong or asking any of the mostly pretty useless chaps on offer for anything. This is Pamela and Allegra's story and it's their relationship that brings everything to a satisfying, if non-vegan, conclusion. Okay, there are no car chases. Travel in Derry is mostly by bus. Prince Charming is conspicuous by his absence. And the final clinch is more of a group hug at a family get-together. But it's good crack, as you'd expect from Ireland, and Brona and Lola are having such a great time, you'd have to be an Egypt not to share in it. Well, having negotiated the bumps along the way, we got there in the end. I'm Simon Morris, and I hope you'll join me at the movies same time next week. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.